You're listening to the Ecological Podcast, all about our positive partnerships with horses and other animals through work and play. Your hosts are Rebecca Bayliss from Little Green Stables and Kate Blackmore from Ecological Positive Partnerships. Did you know, Becky, that we have a (laughs) Patreon site? Do we, Kate? We do! Oh, I love our Patreon site. I may be a little bit biased, but I think it's pretty awesome. Frickin' awesome! (laughs) So do you know what kind of content we have in there? Tell us. Go on, I'll tell you. So we have Forage Fridays, Muscle Mondays. We have all the sessions that you have with Trudy recorded and on there. All the behind the scenes stuff. The visits that I go do, for example, working with feral donkeys and how we get around that. All our workarounds, warts and all. Yeah. It's all there. Behaviour. Behaviour. We have forage. We have different species that we work with. We have... Fun little videos that we create on how to make herbal teas and stuff. Yeah, we have anatomy. We have enrichment ideas. Oh, there's tons. There is tons. There's lots and lots. And anybody that we interview as well, that goes on Patreon, doesn't it? Because you actually get to see their face. Yeah. On Zoom. Yeah. yeah. So our Shauna videos on there. Yeah. Absolutely. Our Heather Moffat one. Jesse Samson, Dr. Did you Emily Kisson is going on there. <laughs> <laughs> you just go to the top of the Patreon page and you can just search by the categories. So you can have training or targeting or stationary targeting. Loading. Loading. Loads of different stuff on there. It is only £8.33 a month. Yeah, for our Patreon site, which I think for the amount of content we get is great. And we have such a lovely group of patrons, but we want more people over, don't we? We We want to get the discussion started more. We do. And also our patrons will always get exclusive first choice to the events that we are holding and our CPD days. And they're in there too, actually, aren't they? They are. They are. We've got feature-length movies about feet and, and gut, gut biomes. Yeah, I know. Very so good. much content. So how can we get on... How can you find us on Patreon? Well, what you can do is just search for Little Green Stables and you will find it. And often, with our social media posts, we're linking into that Patreon site. So you can just find one of our social media posts too. Or just Google Patreon Little Green Stables. Hello, Kate. Hi, Becky. <laughs> it's just us. It's Remotely. just us. Yeah. Wow. It's been. It feels like ages since it has just been us. It has still remotely just us. Oh yeah. Um, well, but it. But I'm just going to check how many weeks we've we've had loads of super guests. I mean, get us. I know. <laughs> we've done quite well. <laughs> and we've I done so well. Enjoyed them so much I mean I've really enjoyed our guests so far this year they have been so interesting haven't they been amazing so we had Emma with Goodbye Hobbs oh which was that episode do you know what loads of new we got loads of new listeners for that and that was the first one they listened to and yeah I know and I got so many messages saying how that people were crying listening to it and I was like oh they're not all like that I promise we're quite funny and we swear quite a lot so (laughs) I promise that's not what they're all like that was our first proper emotional one wasn't it but it was great but I think everybody like has has that little um can resonate to that has lost an animal or you know and so it is so just so incredibly hard isn't it it is it is well that I mean that was it was a lovely it was a lovely episode but yeah uh, sorry about new listeners and then of course we had the lovely Ella oh yeah um, curious Bob curious Bob and then we had Queen Shauna Oh, yeah. And so we're going to be having Shauna and Jesse back on in March, end of March, to see how it went at that massive hotel that they're going to. I know. And they've been doing loads of Facebook lives. So um, those are, you know, loads of free content, which has been really, really good. And then we've had the fabulous Gabrielle. And everybody loved Gabrielle, didn't they? But what fun. Oh, my goodness. What fantastic work he does. Brilliant. Amazing. And then, oh, and this is amazing because these these last three are all meeting up in Houston without us. (laughs) Then we had um, Trudy. Trudy. Oh, is Gabrielle going to 
Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Next year. Next I know. time. And, and my, I call him Michael Pistachio, but um, he's actually called Michael, Michael Patillo. No, no, God. <laughs> I'm like, who's she talking about? Michael, Michael Chikashio. And he's um, a behaviorist. Aggression cases, but I call him Michael Pistachio. But he's <laughs> he's going to Houston as well. So I'm, oh, and he does amazing. He does um, the Bitey End of the Dog podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, that's really good. Which is a really good podcast. Um, so yeah, he's going. So yeah, we're we're well, we'll left be... out of that party. <laughs> I mean, we'll tune in to it. The bits that we can be tuned into, because obviously not the live demos and stuff aren't going to be recorded, are they? But at least no. Well, at least we can access a bit of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Should be good. It should be good. So this and, episode, go on, sorry, go on. And what of course, you know, we had a break, didn't we? Because you went away on holiday, yeah. which is like a major, major event, isn't it? With but, all those well diving and, oh, tell us where you went. We went to the Maldives, but it is... Actually, it's an interesting topic to talk about leaving your pets or your animal family because yeah. that's it's really hard mm, to and you find had some somebody. Stuff we did have some stuff happen, and it's bound to happen, isn't it, when you're away and you've got a lot of animals. So, chances are, at one time, there's going to be something wrong with one of them. Mm. Um, and I'm always kind of juggling. And I've got an aging population as well. So it's, yeah. it, it, although it wasn't the aging population that caused any any, um, any problems, but getting somebody that is trustworthy and that you can rely on is really, really hard. And yeah. in the past, I've had Nick Nick, the fabulous Nick Nick. And I would have had Nick Nick this time, but she was under different circumstances. So that it didn't happen. But she's like amazing because... She gets, she gets it. She's young. She's fit. You know, you say to her, "Can you poop pick this and do this and do this?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." She knows where everything is and she knows where everybody is. But unfortunately, we couldn't have it next time. So I had the lovely Pip, and she came to stay with her bulldog Bibi. Um, and we did a we did a um, twenty four hour trial a couple of weeks before we went because you can't do the trial too too far in advance because you don't know what the weather's going to be like. Yeah, and as we all know, with animals that live outside, it changes. The criteria changes. Your jobs change if you've got wet, mud, snow, blah blah blah. So, thankfully, it didn't rain for Pip over those two weeks, which was good. Which is but amazing. Did, it is UK. amazing, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> amazing. And I was so pleased because she sent me a message saying, "Gosh, it's quite exhausting, isn't it?" <laughs> it's not it's dry it's fine this is easy um but she's a lady in her mid-40s um she's quite chunky I, I don't think she'd mind me saying that so and she's a townie so this was you know a, a, it was a lot of work fitness wise you know so um so she came with her her bully um who settled in really well but I had buddy my springer door on with eye drops because he was he, oh, yeah. he was he had a little lump on the inside of his eye so he I went and took him to the vet and they said well we would like to take this out and I said well you can't take it out while we're away because that's too much for Pip to do um and so we pay was on eye drops and the operation happened last week and he's, he's all fine but before we went away I noticed that Reg was a little bit footy on his right paw and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, there's an abscess brewing, you know, that kind of thing. And that's mm. abscesses, although they're easy. Oh, no. We, we, no. Well, we all know agree. what to, well, they're easy as in they're not life-threatening. You know, no. we can get through them. But there are a lot of, it's Work. a lot of husbandry, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's quite um, skilled. You know, yeah. you've got to and be it, fairly quick. Exactly. And pre it, you know, the thing is, they, they can it can take ages it can mm. take like I remember we've had horses that it's taken six weeks for that even yeah. to come out like I know horrible yeah and yeah it's very stressful so he was I thought he was brewing this abscess so I spoke to my vet now I I'm quite friendly with my vets I treat their horses so it's, it's an easy good pathway and they know I'll pay any bills when I get home blah, blah, blah. 
in fact actually I think I was in credit with them because I overpaid them for something else which is um often what happens I just say I'll leave it on there I'm sure I'll spend it sometime anyway um so I spoke to my vet and I said look I might need some pain relief because um I don't I'm not sure what's going on can I just have some in stock so they gave us some in stock blah 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 which was fine anyway while I was away this this abscess which wasn't an abscess in the end but Reg got a little bit worse um and Pip worried rightly so and so she said to me um i i feel like i ought to call the vet so i just said well call the vet you know that's i'm not there so it's really actually quite difficult to say so if you're worried at all always call the vet because that's important she had your details she had meg's details my neighbor um who's horsey so she she had people around her um but she thought it was laminitis it wasn't laminitis either so anyway my vet came but what was really lovely is because I've got a nice relationship with my vet, my vet Facebook messaged me well, I to say I've put him on box rest for a couple of days with Butte AM and PM. I don't think it's an abscess. I don't think it's laminitis. I think he's just bruised. Right. Um, so she said he'll be fine by the time we get back. So that was a really, I mean, Pip had already relayed this to me, but how lovely to have my vet you know yeah that is lovely. UIB like panic anyway so that was all fine but of course the time difference we've got this time difference so Pip had messaged me as well saying Reg is in his stable I've put Flan in the yard to keep him company oh god and now I but by then how how like, what's the time difference yeah how many hours oh well that was in the morning I got that message so it would have been like three o'clock in the morning here. So like nine o'clock my time when I was on holiday in the morning, breakfast time. Yeah. But in the middle of the night in the UK. So, so I get this message and I can't do anything about it because she's messaged me the evening before, late oh in the evening. God. Yeah. But I was asleep. So I the wake panic. up <laughs> thinking, oh, not Flan. Because <laughs> Flan and Reg aren't mates. And... You've left Flan on his own in the yard and the school will be shut, which means that Flan can't lay down because he could go in the school and lay down, but he can't lay down in the yard. Well, he could, but he'd be laying on concrete. And you have all this kind of, yeah. oh, anyway, Brian's going to me, you can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> You're on holiday Just, then. Yeah, let it go. <laughs> when, it, when it's lunchtime and it's their breakfast time, you can message it, but don't panic her. Be really nice. <laughs> so as soon as it got to lunchtime, I messaged Pip and says, Hello, Beverly. Thank you very much. <laughs> Flan isn't a great fan of Red, and Red isn't a great fan of Flan. So, what I would do is take Flan out and maybe put Jim and Finn in the yard and open the school so that they can run around, roll, lie down. And maybe actually let Reg out as well. So he's got the yard and the school mm -hmm. um, because he's going to be climbing the walls. I didn't yeah. see the walls. Yeah. Anyway, and I kind of said, thank you. That would be really great. Like this. <laughs> anyway, she messaged later and said, yeah, I've done that. And so much calmer. <laughs> 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 and, um, and then before I got back, she said, Reg is absolutely fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I went there. <laughs> so actually I had the vet out for nothing which is absolutely fine because I'd much rather it that way I'd much rather I had a house that went yeah be safe was on the on safe it, side yeah on the safe side but those little you things know, are hard though to explain really her dynamics and to, yeah. you can't how can you possibly tell someone and teach them about all that stuff I know, you know and of course it might not have ever have happened and then I would have bombarded her with all this information which she didn't need to have but um, it did make me think that, um, sorry, I coughed. It did make me think that, bless Flan. I mean, last time I put Flan, when Flan had his little episode of spasmodic colic, I put him in the school with Archie overnight, because Archie was on the phone. By the time I got out there in the morning, there's a little gap in my school that goes into the field. Yeah. Archie was still in the school, but Flan had disappeared into the field. So it's like... <laughs> Oh, poor Archie. Archie was like, well, I've been good. I've stayed where I was put. But the other one that I'm supposed to be looking after has disappeared. 
because <laughs> um, Archie would never break through anything because that would just be too naughty it's not like that at all very very respectful <laughs> of every boundary um but yeah Flan saw the gap and went yeah I can squeeze my great big backside through that gap and and go uh, but of course he couldn't do that because the school was closed um but at least he didn't ram through the gates so that 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 was a bonus but yeah it, it you know it comes with its it's, it's so life, hard, isn't, isn't it? it? I actually know someone who is really awesome and she just basically goes around the world and well, she does I don't think she does it anymore, but I mean if I didn't have kids and all the stuff that I have going on, I would do this. And you just travel around looking after people's horses and looking after their places. And I think as a job, that's a pretty cool job. If you know your stuff and you're like a professional you know, horse sitter or whatever. I think it's really cool. She's got to do some amazing, amazing things and meet some amazing people and horses. Yeah, I think that is a good job, actually, especially, like you say, if you're on your own and, and you like to travel. You don't have any ties. Yeah, I think that's that's really good. I mean, I think Pip really enjoyed it. And thankfully, it wasn't too difficult. It wasn't too hard. I just think it was a little bit, she, I think she panicked a little bit. And um, and it can be hard when you look at a horse that might have an abscess brewing. It does look quite horrific, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. They they literally they can just look like on three legs. They look like they've broken a leg. Yeah, 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 exactly. It can look so bad. And and it wasn't an abscess. It was just bruising. And he's absolutely fine now, which is brilliant. But the other thing is, BB, her bulldog, literally looks like a miniature pig. And Ah, um, yeah. And so Archie was petrified of BB, but Reg absolutely hated BB and was trying to like barge, like kind of ramming her and stuff. But interestingly, Rum thought BB was amazing and just spent most of his time licking her. And why would you, okay, so put your little hat on of everything you know about equine pet. Why would you think that Rum would be the one to do that? Well, because, because, go on, you say. No, you you know what? Because he's he's confident to investigate things because you've really nurtured that in him. Yeah. He's just like, oh, you look like a pig. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to lick you. (laughs) I wonder if the BB was like sweaty, bit salty. Mm, I think she probably is a bit sweaty and salty. She's very gorgeous, but she can't run very fast. So, um, Pip had to be very careful with her with Reg because he's he is he get proper snorty yeah. kind of kind of comes at them and he does do it occasionally to mine not very often um, but they run they they can all run out of the way and they all and do you horse. <laughs> but do you find that sometimes it's usually when he's on the yard and maybe he's eating something that he will then go it's a bit of resource guarding it's he's not done it on the yard he's done it in the school before okay so um, with yeah which so with uh, with all the others in the school so I was waiting for he they had hay in the school but I was waiting for hay delivery so I put them in the school so they're all together um cricket went in and he chased her out then same same applies and he's done it once in the field and again that was when they were all together in quite I mean they have a lot of space but they were in a zone an area of their field together all six of them yeah. And he did it then. He doesn't do it when he's on his own. He doesn't do it when he's with two or three. But he does it if there's the whole herd there. I'm interested if when the herd all together, they're busy doing their social stuff. So even if they were just like dozing or relaxing or it was mm. that time allocation, Could be. you know, the dog coming into that is what Reggie is like, hang on, no. This is sleep. You're not part of our herd. <laughs> yeah, could be. Absolutely, could be. And I don't, he wasn't used to dogs, was he? So no, exactly. Um, as where Rum has had all the others have been used to the dogs all the time. And uh, but yeah, Rum licking BB just. <laughs> I can just imagine that. That's really funny. I wish we had that on video. Special Rum. This is what happens when you raise a horse <laughs> with choice. <laughs> I know, it may crazy. look a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, <but> it's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. brilliant! And did you, when you were out in the Maldives, did you? I you saw lots of um, sea animals. <laughs> sea mm. animals. I'm going to call them. 
That's what they're called. You didn't, <laughs> did you, um, did you find anything interesting? Did you? Oh, you always find stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, so, I bet you did. So we all dive, which is lovely because it's something you can do as a family. Because as you know, with children, as they grow up, they don't massively want to spend a lot of time with you. I'm so waiting but, for that. <laughs> but they still need you. Um, and so it's a really lovely thing to be able to do together. And they so need we, you for holidays in the Maldives as well, obviously. Oh, ob- obviously. I mean, it was the first family holiday for four years. Yeah. It'll probably be the last because Maldives mm. at uni and Rivers at um, A-levels. I still go on holiday with my parents every year. <laughs> well, I used to when my dad was alive. And in fact, they used to come along with us rather than us going with them in the end. But um, yeah, I know. But I have but mixed in, feelings about it. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think it, it, yeah, I think it depends, I suppose. It, I suppose the last is the four of us. It might be us with their partners. You know mm. what I mean? So it's going to change. And then their it? kids. When exactly. you're a grandparent, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> the only bonus is I can buy ponies then. For my yeah, friends. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and pets. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, um, it, you know, it was amazing. We saw loads and loads of wildlife sea creatures, bats there, bats, fruit bats in the trees that are uh, huge. They have herons everywhere, you know, we saw, we saw every, lots and lots and lots. But it, it was busy. It was busy, which... You know, the water, you see a lot of, unfortunately, you see a lot of litter as well in the water. We picked oh, yeah. up, we would we would go for a swim every morning, me and Brian, before the boys woke up for breakfast and you oh. know, on the beach, on the way back, we'd be picking oh, my up God. litter. Oh, that's good. Well done, Becky. Yeah. Doing yeah, right so thing. no, it was amazing. I love, I love all creatures, you know, I love all creatures. So it was, it was amazing. And we all come from the sea. That's where we all originate. From that primordial soup. Is that what it's called? Not yes. primordial. Prim, what's that? Primordial. I've forgotten the name of it. But anyway, the soup. We've the come soup. from the soup. Yeah, we're all from the sea. So it's nice to get back to it. <laughs> mm. And you read some books, which I need to catch up. So Entangled oh. Empathy, I have not finished yet. I bought you that for Christmas. I know. Um, that's a good book. It's a small book, actually. It's a short book. It there's is, but there's a lot to think about. Like, it gets your mind going. Like, I found the first, like, quarter of it, my mind was a little bit like, whoa, mm. yeah, absolutely, that's true. It's like, all these things are, but I knew them, but I never, I have trouble sometimes, like, translating them into words. In my head, it makes sense, but it's nice to see it actually written down and obviously yeah. there's lots of new stuff as well but um that was that's a really good book so we, we will do a book review one day on that one yeah we will and that was a really good I mean they were all really good books I don't tend to read novels I'm not interested in romance oh, I'm not interested I love a tacky novel when I go abroad. do you oh yeah, my god right okay let it. me just tell you my setup when I go abroad and my mum always laughs at me and Amy I'm quite famous for this so like I said every summer we go on a massive Blackmore family holiday there's 11 of us so that's parents my brother and uh all our kids and um, it's always a shit show from the very beginning I mean we've got like <laughs> five kids on. 13 and under and it is yeah it's special let's say that but I will I I take certain things so I will always buy like at least two really tacky novels (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) they'll be like and James my partner is an English literature um teacher and he always he's got like all these amazing books and then I've got he takes the piss out of mine it's like the woman in the window or she looked <laughs> the wrong way or, you know, it's always got like a title yeah, yeah. like that. And then I also always take a um, word cross book. As oh, well. do you? <laughs> yeah, to do with little word, you know, those little, like word, um, what are they call arrow words that you get in Tesco's, you oh, know those bless books? you. Because hey. if I don't, what am I going to do? My mind will be like, oh, well, this at work and that way. I have to really try and detach it's really hard for me to detach myself so I find just general trash ends up Mm. a really good way to do that because it's hard to switch off and no it is hard to switch off I think I I do that at home here with like 
TV programs. So I'll watch just really shit programs just to make me laugh and like kind of. I'm the same. It's just distraction, isn't it? And you need something a bit funny and a bit cheesy and and that's great but do you know, it's like I'm anchor. Holiday, it's not, I'm not the same. do you have like anchor programs so jay when i'm feeling really stressed out or when i'm not feeling um i don't know too good in myself being a bit low or whatever or maybe anxious my anchor go-to program is vicar of dibley and it just makes oh me <laughs> <laughs> okay i have two i have that and Shit's creek which is the most well, I don't know Shit's oh Creek. my god you have to watch Shit's Creek it's I've watched it three times the series and it makes me laugh every time anyone that's everybody that's seen I'm it is resonating with down. me right now it's called Shit's it's Creek. American it's American and it is absolutely fantastic See, I much prefer American humor to British so mine is Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh my god that's so <laughs> trash <laughs> funny <laughs> hey it's 20 minutes it's 20 minutes well, at least it's on fun. all the fucking time all on the tv <laughs> that and, and bad it's theory. just yeah <laughs> like, just, it's just easy 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 and it makes you laugh out loud and it's 20 minutes and you just feel a little bit better oh and my god i love on. that i love that I also I will my, check out Shit's Creek. You really need to, and I need to know what you think. But or my my final thing that I have slightly got into recently, which I don't know where it's come from. I think it's my mum. I like work, watching those documentaries on Netflix. That's all about like the dad murdered the sister oh, and the daughter, that. but actually it was a big scandal. Yeah, I've got a little bit into that at the moment. But I can't, I can't is... watch them. I can't. I can't watch <laughs> anything about stuff like that. I get really. Oh, just no, I can't, I can't, I can't watch those things. No, you they, stick with your Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> I stick with my silly. I, stick, I like anything American silly. One of my favourite films. Which oh, I you're going to love Shit's Creek. You, I'm, I'm, oh, I've enlightened you today. One of my favourite films is The Wrong Missy, as you know. Yeah. That, <laughs> it's just stupid American humour, but it's the best. I know we're going really off topic now, yeah. but... um. Have you noticed, so we often will watch, we've watched so many movies with the kids, there's nothing left, so we've gone back to like the old school movies. Yeah, my boys do oh it all God. the time. Yeah, but they're so bad, they're so not appropriate for kids, like the age oh, rating. Like we'll be sitting there with the boys and it's like, okay, this is really, really inappropriate. And it's like, it, you know, programs that you wouldn't, that we all watched when we were younger, mm. but you could get away with a lot more back then, I think. You have to be really careful. Well. I think we're a different society now. And I think, well, you look at, you know, Benny Hill, Kenny Everett. I mean, it's just not, <laughs> even even um, Little Britain, you could, you know, that's, yeah. that's not, it's not allowed. You know, those, is, we have definitely gone off. Yeah, we have. Sorry, everyone. This is what happens yeah. when it's just you us now. Finish. You must finish. Okay, okay. And then I watched, I, I read um, <laughs> The Female Brain, which... Sam now has borrowed, but you would love that book. Okay, I want to read yeah, that book. Yeah, that's so good. It's all about our hormones and how we go through, females go through life with all these different sort of hormone, I don't know what to say, sort of hormone chapters, really. You know, it's like from, from birth to then our first period to then having babies or not having babies and then menopause and and then post-menopause and it's I, as I was reading it I was thinking Kate needs this are you so because we all know I am yeah <laughs> like, I'm Kate hormoned right up and and then and then Sam you know yeah I went can I borrow that book can you say that again um, you went quiet then I, I read Other Minds yeah uh, which um was by Peter Godfrey Smith and that um, was all about the sick. That's all about evolution, basically. So it was focusing more on octopuses. But it was really interesting. Can you hear me? I can now. You just keep breaking out a little bit. Oh, it's bloody. Stuff to it keep is. your head straight. Okay. But that was really interesting because they were talking about octopus, octopi. 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 And how, you know, how Skinner did those um, tests with pigeons in yes. the box. Well, some guy, and I can't remember his name because I haven't got the book in front of me, um, did the same, did try to repeat a similar test with octopi. 
And so he, I know, he... How did you read this? I know what you're like with your research and, you know... Well, no, it's sad, but it happened like in the 40s or 50s. Okay. But he, he had these octopi. He had three octopi. And the two of those octopi... I hate it's really weird saying octopi, isn't it? You want to say I, it might not even be octopi, but I just well, I want to say octopuses because it just sounds nicer. Oh, yeah, okay, and say, a bit, say and a bit o- funny. You say whatever you want. It's a little bit funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's a little bit naughty. That's why so you two like out, it. Yeah, two <laughs> out of these three octopuses um, were able to, when the light came on, pull the lever, get their, um, I don't know what it would be getting. Uh, oyster or something yeah so two out of the three he was doing these cognitive tests on but this one octopus wouldn't do it this octopus would squirt water at him this octopus would try and break the glass would try and break the light and they called him charlie i think anyway it was really interesting because the kind of conclusion was that charlie was like a little bit special in the yeah like as in you know he was he had he clearly wasn't all there do you know what I mean so he had special needs or something or he wasn't... yes exactly this was in the 40s or 50s or whatever this test yeah. happened but actually the writer was saying now this is showing you that we are setting up these environments for these animals but not every animal is going to do it and actually Charlie was almost saying no I'm not doing it no I'm not and he could do it there were times when he did do it did push the lever when the light came on but most of the time he was messing about at in inverted commas but maybe he was messing about because it was like this is way beneath me <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't want to do this yeah. my mind my mind is full of other stuff and it's so interesting um yeah and apparently wow. when they do lots of tests on octopus they've got to be really careful because they all escape they can all they're all like because you know they can form their bodies into like small gaps can't they in small spaces so um, they can, you know, it, when they're used in research or when people are doing, looking into them as a species and trying to find out more, their tanks have to be really specialised because they just, they just well, it's break almost, out at night. Yeah, <laughs> but, it, but it also is kind of, I can't remember who I was talking to this week. I think I was giving some training on Equiscolors and I was trying to say to explain that, you know, these principles that I'm teaching you are like the wide principles, but we have to put on top of that, that there are, they are all individual. They all have their own life story. So there's me going, you know, stables can be like cages and blah, blah. Obviously I don't say it like that. I'm much more positive about it. Um, but actually, but then you get the horse that doesn't want to come out of the stable. And why is that? Or a horse that's agoraphobic or or something because of, you know, past past historical events or whatever. And it just goes to show it's it, it's also like with these octopi, it's almost <laughs> you like you have to, <laughs> I do, um, you almost <laughs> have to individually design that environment for them. Absolutely. And it reminded yeah. me of a of a colleague well, not, no she's not a colleague she was a client she's not a client anymore she was a client of yours as well who had two horses and she used she was using natural horsemanship methods um mainly Pirelli and her one of her horses was very conditioned under the mm. Pirelli um school of whatever you call it <laughs> and the other one <laughs> Yeah, the other one who they'd had from six months old, and he was, I think, eight or nine or ten, maybe, um, just was constantly not in inverted commas getting it, mm-hmm. which is how. And she would call him special. She said, "We think he's a bit thick. We don't think he's bright." We don't. Oh, and so I remember, sad, I, I know, happy. and I remember thinking, maybe he just doesn't want to do. He's he's just actually say communicating with you, saying. I don't want to do this. This isn't working. Da, 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 da. So maybe instead of asking the same thing a thousand times, you know, day in, day out, you change the way you ask, because surely mm. it's about you adapting to your learner, you know, and there was with certain, I, I suppose in the positive reinforcement world, there's a lot of, well, there should be, and I feel there is with you and Trudy and the people that I watch and I learn from, there's a lot of adaptation that goes on isn't it there's a lot of you're constantly assessing the environment you're constantly looking at the facial expression we're constantly checking 
the setup, you know, this is, we, we are adapting all the time for that learner. But when you follow such a tunnel visioned method, a protocol, rigid, just one, two, three steps, you know, if that, if that horse doesn't get it on step two, you just repeat, repeat, repeat. No, maybe you ask a different way, or maybe you need to go to step four and then step two will come. I don't know, but mm. it seemed to me that it was, it was very much blamed on the horse not understanding rather than the way you're actually teaching. Yeah, absolutely. And then if we we can link that back to obviously the whole management, but also the training approach, maybe also the reason why another reason why he wasn't doing it is because he was stressed and he simply wasn't in the right headspace where he could learn because he wasn't. So that could also be a thing. There's loads yeah. of different reasons it could be. Oh, there are loads of different reasons. And I think but I hate the way that we label the horse and blame it. It's like, don't blame the tools. I know horses are not tools, but it's like that old saying, you don't blame, like if something is not working, the first thing we should do is go, okay, how can I change this for you to understand? How can I break this down? And we don't, a, a positive reinforcement, we're great at doing that because that's all mm -hmm. about what we're doing. But it's just not done like that, is it? In other places, it's not gauged on. And if the horse doesn't reach those milestones, then it, like you said, it ends up being the special horse or a bit stupid or whatever. And I, mm. I just want to go and go, do you know what? Give me a few weeks and I will show you how wrong you are about your horse. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I will show you the potential. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's where the personality of the horse comes out, isn't it? Is that you'll have some that will give in and go with it or, and some that maybe won't get it. And you have, you have different horses that will pick up on things quicker than others. But I think actually... A good teacher never blames their learner, surely. No. That's, you know, a good teacher should never blame their learner. And if the horse is the learner and it's not getting what you're asking, then you're asking the wrong way. And I think that, um, yeah, it was it was interesting to read about Charlie the octopus, who was clearly a bit naughty and labelled as potentially special needs, when actually he was probably quite bored and probably highly intelligent but that doesn't for... that show you intelligence though by the fact Absolutely, that he's yeah. choosing not to do it by the fact he was squirting water and trying to get out for me that shows huge amounts of intelligence because and sentience and all of that stuff you know that's a really great example of it I think yeah it is and also it's also really weird isn't it how we have this um thought in our heads that we can create an activity or a game that we can make these animals do that fits into our world. Like mm. you press, a, when a light comes on, you press that lever and the food comes out. Yeah. You know, why don't we make it more octopusy or pigeony? Or, yeah, exactly. You know, have, it's like, have an oyster, it's, have yeah. an oyster shell. And if you touch this oyster, or, or maybe if you like, I don't know, I guess it is with the, legs that they get their, their tentacles their tentacles legs yeah. yeah um yeah but you're right just have it more less less human yeah. I mean things it's, have changed now I mean it was a long time ago wasn't it so it was a long time ago and but I mean I think octopuses are still they're still being there's not a lot we know about them so no. I think they're still I, kind of a bit of a, a and a species that we kind of play with because we want to know a little bit more you know yeah and if you've seen that documentary oh, with the octopus yeah. my octopus teacher I think it's called I mean that just makes you just look at them in a completely different way isn't it it does it does and they only live for a couple of years which is so sad oh my no and if you you know if you think for those couple of years that I mean they're spent in tanks being tested on I mean that's horrendous but then you look at rats. Rats are similar, aren't they? They don't live for very long, and we do the same with them. But and we don't want to go. You've down now that. made me really curious as to if they do enrichment, like at the aquariums. I am now going to have to look into that. I don't know. I don't know. I do know that this was an observation in the book that there was. Um, they, they do recognise faces. I know that because there was um, a particular lab assistant that one of the octopuses didn't like and every time she walked past he would squirt the back of her head <laughs> and um, so that they actually bought in like a uniform for everyone to wear 
So oh, that, did that yeah, work? So, no, he still went for her every time. But see, so he knew exactly, how intelligent. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But why not? Why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they recognise? Why and wouldn't why wouldn't you squirt someone that had put you in a goddamn, <laughs> yeah, that has taken you away from the sea? And, you know, I would. Good. I love Charlie. I mean, I know Charlie's left us now, but I, I Charlie would have been a favourite of mine. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I always like, you know, it's you always like, I quite like the cheeky ones. You know, I you do. do that you? is you my dream. The sanctuary, <laughs> the Equischolars Foundation that eventually will happen where everybody will come and train and we will have all these really cool animals that are unique that may have been told that they are otherwise. And um, I want all of them. I want to yeah. show everybody, like, this is what it's about. This is how important, um, you know, this work is. And actually, I think it's really good for to show kids as well, because, mm -hmm. you know, kids can get labels, kids can be put in boxes, and that affects their whole life. And especially if they're neurodiverse or have, you know, any additional needs, then they will be put into mm -hmm. a box as well. And so I believe, I strongly believe that just because, somebody doesn't have or an animal doesn't have like our repertoire of what I expect another human being to have doesn't make me any better than them or any more capable. We just work differently. It's like dyslexia. So when I went to years and years ago, I went to Paris for this be part of this convention on Erasmus Plus. So it's about working with uh, university students going abroad that have additional needs and language barriers and all that kind of stuff. And um, whilst I was there, I talked to this lady called Beatrice, who is, she was a scientist, a French scientist and researcher. And she told me that they had found that people with dyslexia could read this one type of font. It was a bit like a wingbats font and could read it perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yet people without dyslexia could not read this at all. And she said that's because they access a different part of the brain. And so with all these animals that we talk as being special mm -hmm. or however, or people, actually, I believe that we could do very well in letting them show us what they yeah. can do because I think that there'd be stuff that we couldn't even access because we only know about 10% of the, how the brain works anyway so you know I think that there's some stuff that could teach us so much mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. well it goes back to the old saying I don't know whether it is an old saying but it's a <laughs> saying on. that Clive uses a lot a horse knows very well how to be a horse yeah that's it isn't it well Just, actually though I don't know I don't know if I agree with that really yeah because there's what loads you of mean horses that don't know how to horse well okay think about in, abrupt weaning all that. yeah yeah so they they almost can't if they've been isolated and then they get put in herds they then like have yeah. not very poor social strategies and you know all that kind of stuff I think that there's quite a few horses that just don't know how to horse that's true but I think given the right environment and the right conditions they yeah. know how to horse we just we we need to stop thinking we know more but uh yeah that is true I, I agree and and it actually leading me on to something else which but it reminded me is a little bit of a link I saw a horse this week who I've treated before she's lovely um she's a young mare she came over from Ireland they do a little low level competition work with her she's really sweet but she's quite sensitive and we're in touch with touch so she's quite sensitive she's only six maybe seven so she probably hasn't had body work done before meeting me but she's been fine with her body work absolutely fine she's had a, a tendon issue that's all healed now so I went out to see her this week but she I went to see her at 10 o'clock and she's at livery and she was not herself and I started the treatment the horse, or the, uh, the, horse? the horse the horse was not herself as in she was a bit angsty, she was kind of um, head high, she was a bit stressy, she, her heart rate was up, you know, and, and I said to her owner um, or her caregiver guardian, I said, um, this isn't like her. Um, she said, well, her friend, her neighbour's just gone out and they've just been fed and I was like, oh, okay. Helpful. So, so next time, let's not do this, let's not do this because 
this is unfair on her. We've taken all her friends away and she's not been fed. Mm. But so you're waiting for me to finish so that she can be fed and go out with her friends. I said, I'll come because at the moment they're still out. No, they've switched around. They're out in the day, in at night. So I said, um, I'll come in the evening. Let me yeah. come in the evening when all her friends are here. She's got neighbours everywhere. She's got she's been fed and she's got a hay net. She'll feel so mm. much happier. It's fine. But also to do with that is as well for you. You need to work on a mm. horse that's oh, relaxed, right? Like absolutely. is it counterintuitive to work on a horse that is stressed out because it's missing its herd mates and stuff? Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely it is. There's no point. There's no point. But it's amazing how many people... Do you... She she wouldn't, but it's amazing how many people would go, well, she can just stand and wait. And I... Oh, that's another story. Do but, you get um, training? When you did your equine physio, do you uh, get any uh, anybody say anything about that? Like working with horses that are stressed out? or no, how to? No. Oh, okay. Because you think that that would be... Or do they I guess it's supposed to be seem obvious or... I think it's supposed to be seen as obvious. I think it's still very much... Um, you're there to do a job. Do you crack on with it? We had a tutor that used to say things like, it's not supposed to be a spa day. Um, <laughs> and no, it isn't. You know, if we find something that's sore, we need to work through it. But actually, you need to, first of all, be very, very careful about how you're touching those sore areas and, and increase or reduce your pressure according to the body language and of the horse. You need to be safe and the horse needs to be safe. But if you haven't got, if that horse isn't settled, the treatment's going to be pointless. Yeah. You know, because it's just, you're not, it's not going to work. And I have walked away from many horses that, or said, this is now not the time we're going to have to reschedule or, or when I come and see you. So today, for example, I rushed back this clients this morning. And I see these two horses every month. They're lovely. We do MFR, really lovely. But by the time I get to number two, He's had his hay net and he's a little bit fed up, a bit mm. bored, waiting yeah. around. And it's happened the last couple of times. So I said to his carer, I said, look, we'll do him first next time, but maybe leave the other one out because they, yeah. they're in a big herd. So maybe leave the other one out. We'll do him first because he, he doesn't want to wait. He's waiting no. like an hour and a half and he's just, you know, come on, get on with it. You know, and it seems a little bit unfair. But I had this horse the other day before I went away. I got really cross with a, a different livery yard. And the horse is is the mare again, but she's, so they're labelling her. So she did kick out, coming from the field to the stable, she's kicked out and fractured her hand, of one of her handlers. Um, so now they're all wearing hats and body protectors. She's got, you know, you know, you were talking about the red, you talk about the red, amber, green. Mm. So she's got red everywhere, you know, you've got yeah. to be careful with her dangerous horse. And she's not dangerous. She's just not, she's just hungry, basically. Mm. She's a bit hangry. And so the livery owner says, when we come into the stable, she's like barging to get into the stable. So now I'm making her wait an hour before I feed her. And I was so, and I kind of, <laughs> I kind of looked and I kind of looked and she's, and I said, um, does she know she has yeah. to wait? Have you explained that to her? <laughs> How are you going to explain? She said, well, how would you deal with it like this? And I got, I've got to be careful because I'm yeah. a physio. I, you know, I said, well, I would give her loads of food so that she knows she doesn't have to get narky because she knows when she gets there, there's going to be enough to kind of keep her going. And I just got that kind of, hmm, and mm. I walk off. And I was like, okay. Okay, well, I'll place. see you next week when you've got a broken back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I can go, I told you so. I know. And I did I did say, why don't you put some hay in the field for her? She was like, no, 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 because it was ruined the field. I mean, she's literally oh my God. a postage stamp. <laughs> anyway, I digress thing. But yes, yeah, so there we go. And I did read one other book, but I think we talked about that a bit last time. That was The Sexual Politics of Meat, which is another very interesting book. But um a tricky one to read that one 
No, okay. Well, we'll stick with the easy yeah, ones. Yeah, we'll stick for with now, the easy ones. <laughs> yeah. So, what have you been up to? What have you been up to in Art Break? You've been busy bee. I've been a busy bee. Okay, I can't talk about a lot of stuff. That's the problem. Oh. There's stuff happening in the background. Let's just say that with Equa Scholars, and I'm happy. Awesome stuff. Awesome, awesome stuff. stuff. But I am also learning a few hard truths about oh. business and um yeah so I'm just going to take them as learning opportunities but yes yeah, yeah that's all I'm going to say can about you, that can you say a little bit more about learning hard about business compromise okay uh no not compromise just um protecting what you have oh yes yeah and other people not taking that <laughs> let's say that it's is hard what isn't it I, I had a recently um so I run a poll poll clinic day I've got one coming up with Trudy in June if anybody wants to come you can bring a horse or you can come and spend the day with her um and I have a whole whole workbook which is little green stables yeah now no I didn't invent the pole the pole no and I don't yeah. I don't mean a pole dancing pole I mean a pole for the <laughs> I didn't invent that poll. And there are plenty of books out there that give you lots of poll configurations and stuff. But my poll booklet is about rehabilitation, strengthening. So it, it tells you which exercises will help which muscles, yeah, mm -hmm. and which will build the horse. Um, and if you come on one of my courses, you get this poll booklet as part of the CPD course. So a while ago, one of my therapist friends, she was seeing a um, an eventer and she doesn't have the knowledge as such in, she's very good with body work, but she didn't really understand about the poles and what muscles and et cetera that they were. She hadn't advanced through that stage mm. yet. So she's a good friend. So I said, look, I'm going to lend you my pole booklet. You use it. That's absolutely fine. Go ahead, you know, um, and prescribe these exercises but make sure the horse can do them in hand and before they do them in hand then they do them ridden and blah 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 before you build and we had a chat about it. it's all good well i didn't know that she then emailed that to a friend another <gasps> friend well it's just fine it's okay i mean it's a bit naughty but okay but then that person decided to put it on facebook <gasps> but one of the exercises but they didn't they didn't um credit you well, no, but they didn't even make it their own. They literally took a screenshot of my work <gasps> and my writing Ooh. and put it up there. So it, so I did, like I said, I didn't invent the poll. So I can't, these exercises are there. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. But change the wording or at least change the graphic. Yeah. So, yeah. So of course the person that I'd given the worksheet to, the workbook to, was then mortified because she knew I'd see it and she hadn't told me that she'd given it away of course when you come to a course you pay 100 pounds for the day and for this workbook it's yours but make it your own you know don't yeah. blatantly steal someone's stuff so she was really cross so she got straight on to me and said this this is what's happened and I'm sorry and I said well, do you know what I didn't invent the poll it's fine but it's very cheeky and a bit naughty and very rude. Mm -hmm. And obviously my opinion of that person has gone right down because I, we can't, we don't reinvent the wheel. You know, the wheel no. is called, we can't well, reinvent it, but make it yours. Don't yeah. steal somebody else's stuff. And if you're going to ask them and credit them, um, if well, not, make it yours. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like with Equiscolors, obviously equine behavior is not anything new. Um, well, in the therapy world it is quite new, <laughs> but um so I make everyone sign a non-disclosure agreement anyway, if because you have to share it sometimes with organizations and stuff like that. You just have to because they need to know what your content's about. Um, and so an NDA and everything's been done. But unfortunately, I've seen quite a few posts now. And there's been a very recent one this morning that just, yeah, it's too, there's too many coincidences now. You know, mm. when it happens just too mm. many times. And this one is a pretty, a pretty big one. Um, so it's my own fault. I shouldn't have shared it with them. It was right back at the beginning. And I was just like, oh, let's, you know, I, yeah. I've learned from it. I, it's one of my biggest regrets. And obviously it's copyrighted and everything. So, you know, it's no big problem because I can sort that out at some point. They just need to be a little bit 
careful, I think. Um, but it's just a it's just a little bit. I don't mind, but at least make it good. And so I've not reinvented the wheel with equine behavior, but what I have done is I have created from my own brain every mm. single mm. one of those activities that the kids do to learn to consolidate the learning because that's what makes it unique and that's the bit that I is being you know plagiarized or whatever mm-hmm. um I share what I can to the public but obviously I can't give away everything but and it isn't no. from, and it isn't from that but I don't know it's not even being done in a well way a good way so I just I think, I think it's annoyed yeah, and I think the problem is that you're a giver and I'm a giver. You know, oh, yeah. I want everybody to be the best then. I want mm. you to, you know, I want you to thrive, to give your animals choice and be and, and control and give them the best environment that you can. And by that, I'm going to share my knowledge because that's what I can give to you guys, you know, and that I think I think it's exactly right. And then when you have so somebody, I don't mind if somebody says, do you know what? That's really super stuff. Do you mind if I, can I tag you or can yes, I share? Get on. Or... Please do that. That's what yeah, I exactly. want. But don't it's reintroduce my yeah. stuff and say that it's your own and then make it shit. <laughs> like yeah. that's it. Yeah. Don't do I that. Think, <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. And and what it does is it just looks a bit crappy on that person. I, I look at the person that's done it now. She did actually, she did remove it. She was asked to remove it. She left it up for an hour or so, I think, and then she removed it to, to kind of make her point. I mean, I wasn't involved. It was the in-between person, you know. And then she she actually drew out a little, like a with a pen and paper, a little pole configuration and put it up in her own words. And I'm like, well, if she'd have done that the first time, I'd have gone, great work, well done. You know, that that's fine. Yeah. But but yeah. Don't, don't blatantly copy somebody's stuff. It's just... It's not, it's not fair, people. We all want to work together and we oh, all want to lift yeah. each other up. We all want to lift yeah, each other up. Yeah, and it's but... not about not collaborating because I'm no. all about that, but do it in the right way. Don't be sneaky, sneaky. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, people do say, you should take it as a compliment. And it's like, but I don't because I've put like two years of really hard work well, in it's this. your baby. It's your <laughs> yeah, baby. it's my baby. And I don't want... Yeah. Um, I want to make sure the standard is right as well for it, you know? And, yeah. and so it doesn't fit in. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Anyway, no, that's, it, that's doesn't, it doesn't sit right. I mean, I think if JK Rowling left her script on the train for Harry Potter and someone else picked it up and changed it, you shouldn't. Yeah, obviously. Right Are we comparing me to J.K. Rowling? Oh my God. <laughs> scholars I, I wish. I wish we were there. God, I would have my sanctuary then if we were anywhere near that. <laughs> well, this has been a, a kind of a rather chatty podcast, hasn't it? Every, I think. Yeah. We'll, no, we'll talk about something. We went on the fly today, didn't we? We did. We did go on the fly. And I'm yeah you're going a little bit out of signal oh, again can you yeah hear me? yeah now and then and then Ooh. you're coming to me in a couple of, oh am i too late <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay there we go and then and then you're coming to me the week after yeah can't so wait and so then we'll, we'll have a podcast she... then should we do a podcast then yeah Claire and Umi? can we do that oh yes because should we tell everybody what's happening yes yeah you tell everybody what's happening Okay, so uh, one of our equi-scholars from Conquest Centre who has been doing uh, work with Claire Cottrell, who's a Thrive practitioner and is at University of Psychotherapy at the moment. Um, She is fantastic. And so she has worked through a lot of stuff. And I know she won't mind me talking about this. And we'll talk about this on the podcast, too. A lot of anxiety unconfidence and all of that Immy, Immy has. Immy, yeah. Yeah. yeah and so what we're doing is she's really interested in the equine physio side of things and she's such a superstar she's she's so intact she's she just gets it like all the behavior stuff I actually put actually I don't think I've put it on I put it on the IEP of um I did an interview with her and what she's learned because she is a rider already so we'll talk all about that on the podcast um 
and she is going to come up and we're going to all meet at yours, aren't we? And we're, you're going to do some fun little exercises for her, matching bones. And I'm going to have a go. And <laughs> so is Claire, which will be hilarious. Um, yeah. And also so yeah. she can pick your brains because it's really nice for the Equa Scholars to kind of I want them to have career pathways. So I want to really promote all those jobs that are not thought mm. about so much um not thought about but like at kids to think about that as a realistic option you know so yeah. um that is something also that's going to be coming on the website uh, you've already written me something becky um but also we'll be doing um some type of webinar or podcast or something with professionals which will be a part of that kids can listen to and know how you got into the industry and what you're doing so we'll be picking that all up on our patreon as well but we will mm. also do uh, a podcast with her yeah that, that would be awesome and Claire That's coming well. up yeah. yeah which would be fab and Shauna good... at the end of March end of March yeah. I know I know where the Ooh. clocks go back and it's all light and everything's happy and oh, spring I know I can't wait it'd be amazing wouldn't it? um okay all right well thank you Becky you're welcome thank you Kate <laughs> If you'd like to make contact with either Kate or myself, you can contact us via Facebook. We are Little Green Stables or Ecological Positive Partnerships. Or you can check me out, Becky, on my website, www.littlegreenstables.com. We'd really like to make our podcast interactive. So if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss, then that would be great. So send us a message either via our website or via our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube channels. Thanks. Bye bye.